0: Welcome to this week's episode of Mixed Methods. Just a couple of announcements before we get started. First, join us next Thursday, November 9th, for a Q&A in the Slack group with today's guest, Sarah Cambridge. You can request an invite under the community tab at mixed-methods.org. Also, check out Mixed Methods on Medium. You'll find UX research how-tos, write-ups on the latest conferences that you might have missed, and more. Today's episode is sponsored by UserZoom, a UX research tool that combines qualitative and quantitative tools with unparalleled customer support. It's basically like getting a full toolbox, plus a team of researchers to help you use them. Learn more at UserZoom.com. And by Dscout, a remote research platform that is turning fieldwork on its head by allowing researchers to conduct experience sampling with real people right on their smartphones. Visit dscout.com to see how easy it is to start your own study. Here's this week's episode. Sarah Cambridge was one of the first people I ever interviewed for this project. Her support and advice played a crucial role in the formation of mixed methods, so shout out to her. Sarah's had a long and interesting career. After working as a graphic designer for about 14 years, Sarah decided that she was ready for a change. Not to skip too much ahead, but Sarah is now working as a UX researcher at Google. Today's episode is about that transition and how grad school played into it. This is Ariel Sianflown, and you're listening to Mixed Methods. Today's episode, Grad School Part 2, Career Transitions. I wanted to start the conversation, Sarah, just by talking a little bit about where you were at when you were kind of making the decision about grad school, or I'm sure there were other options that you were considering.
1: Yeah, um, I was, I had been a freelance designer for about a decade. I had my own clients. I worked freelance for ad agencies and design studios and I could tell that, you know, my work, I'd been losing some enthusiasm for my work. And then the financial meltdown of 2008 (laughs) happened and every kind of source of income I had pretty much vanished overnight. So I was suddenly left like, oh, I really need to restart my career some way. So um, so I started taking classes. I was looking for a job and I was like, ah, you know, I was a, a, a had mostly was a print designer and did books. I had done obviously some web work, but it really wasn't my forte. And I was like, I don't, I need to know more about this. So I started taking classes at community college and, um, you know, extended ed that were kind of technology focused and, And that's where I I was. And I started looking like, where do I want, you know, this is an opportunity for me to find something I'm really excited about. And um, and it was actually Adaptive Path, I came across their website, and you know, they're doing UX, and they're doing kind of strategy. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, this is super interesting. And so I got uh, the opportunity to, I emailed them, They, they had an upcoming UX week conference.
0: What's adapted? Adaptive oh, path? adapted
1: path. I'm sorry, no. back up. It's a consultancy in San Francisco. They've since been bought by Capital One, but they still function independently as a consultancy. Uh, so they're like a UX consultancy, and they do a lot of strategy. And they're they've really now they're focused on service design, but they do a lot of education. So they have a uh, one week, or I, maybe it's not one week, but they have a UX week um, a conference that they do in San Francisco. So I was really excited about UX. I hadn't heard of it before. This was like 2008, 2009. And I got to volunteer at the conference and I was so excited by what I heard that I was like, yeah, I, this UX thing, this is, this is going to be my new focus. So I started taking more classes and realized, Oh, I don't wanna become a CSS master. You know, web web design classes. Yeah, definitely. Like CSS and HTML. And and so I was like, yeah, I think I need to go to graduate school in order to kind of get where I want to be. And I was really excited by that opportunity anyway, because I had an undergrad in graphic design. You know, I'd graduated in the 90s, and and I was, you know, I was ready for kind of some new, I knew a lot had happened in the world of design and technology, and I just felt a little bit behind the times. So like, I thought a grad program would be a way to really get me up to speed and give me some tools to be working, um, moving upstream. Stream. So kind of working mo- less in execution and more in helping develop strategy.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting to me because, you know, as you say, at that time, like UX was kind of new. And I feel like probably in terms of the spectrum of people who were coming to it, you were probably one of um, the more experienced, you know. So was it that you weren't finding the opportunities that you wanted or that you just didn't like you wanted more of that personal development? Like, as you say, to catch up, um, you know, on kind of the things that had happened since you had been out of school.
1: Well, I really, um, I think it was both. I really hate looking for a job. (laughs) So I, and I, people were saying, well, where's your web experience? So I have this incredible design background, uh, but they're like, well, where's your web experience? And I'm like, I'm a designer. Here's, I've done some web work, but I can figure it out. And they really, what I, what I was, people really wanted to to see a more robust experience working on the, on the web. And, and I think also it was just, You know, it was was about kind of where, you know, I was kind of uh, already kind of down on design and, you know, a little bit bored by it. And so I think it was um, definitely like, hmm, let me kind of step back a little bit. And I I just I love a challenge. And I I was like, let me just rethink this whole thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm just let me I don't want to just get a job, you know, let me kind of have fun with this and and see where it can take me. So, but I I do think in hindsight I think I was unduly insecure about like what my design background could offer. But, you know, that's that's okay. I certainly have no regrets about where I ended up, but I I just I really did feel that I was pretty irrelevant, which I think is very common for people with mm. with my background. So, I had a lot of insecurity.
0: Yeah. So then tell me about the process. You decide like, you want to go back to school. Obviously, there are a lot of options. Like, how did you figure out what you wanted to go back to school for? Which program? Well, I,
1: you know, have I, I knew I wasn't going to leave the Bay Area. I wasn't moving. So that was kind of the first that narrowed the pool significantly. Um, and I had a my undergrad was from a design program, an art school, and so that was also, um, you know, I actually did look at my my alma mater, California College of the Arts, and that they had a new interaction design undergrad program that I was looking at. They had a that master's of business design program, but I was like, nah, I'm not really into the business side of it. I'm just, I knew that I was kind of really going to be more comfortable in the creative sphere, and then, um, and I wanted it was a important for me to have a program that has some name recognition. There's a lot of new programs out there. And I've kind of seen what happens when people get a degree from a program that nobody's ever heard of before. So I you know, I wanted the yeah. name recognition. I wanted to it's like, hmm, Berkeley's right across the bay and they have a very good reputation. And and I had met someone actually at the Adaptive Path conference who was in that program. And so that was it's it's a master's of information management. So it's the Berkeley School of Information. You get a MIMS degree, Master of Information Management Systems. And it was their former library science program.
0: But, oh, how interesting. Yeah,
1: that's happened to a lot of library science programs. They got shut down and turned into information technology because it's about information, right? It's about managing yeah, information. Totally. So, um, but that, I mean, they had been reopened as a MIMS program for I, maybe a decade by the time I went there. So, But so that was the the program that I was really looking at most seriously. I was interested in Stanford. They have some programs, but I mean, you know, I just the price tag of Stanford was, you know, was something that I didn't think would be a good fit for me. (laughs) So... So, yeah. So I'd gone to the program. I'd gone and visited the school. And they, you know, they have things you can go visit. And they went to the final thesis. And I just got really excited because it's – the program is really – it's kind of a marriage between technology, business, and design. So you have a lot of students, you know, they talk a lot about we want people from different disciplines. And they come together and they work together. And so I knew that my weak spot was anything related to technology. And I thought, oh, this is going to be a great program for me to get up to speed on that stuff. And my design background is clearly – of real interest to them. So, um, so, you know, and I, the price tag was right. And, you know, it was a full-time two-year program, but, you know, once I'm just, when I decide I want to do something and it makes sense to me, I'm like, that's fine. I'll do it. So I don't, you know, I have a lot of, um, I don't have kids. So, and I had rent control at the time, so I, you know, I was in a place where I was like, you know, and I really looked at and said, how long do I have left in this, in the workforce? I have long enough that I can go to a two-year grad program and make it, make it worth my time. Mm-hmm. And, but really it was more that I was just so excited about UX and I was so, um, you know, I really wanted to get, I really wanted to understand, you know, kind of, you know, HCI and, and what does it mean to be user experience, to do this, what are the principles, and have a chance to really dive in deep. But the other thing I realized once I got there is, you know, I'd been independent designer for a decade. So I would go and work in firms for periods of time or work for a person. But I really, you know, I mostly worked out of my house and I had really isolated myself. And that was part of why I had felt I was so behind technically. And so so the exciting thing about uh, being at the School of Information was like all of a sudden I'm just super in deep with collaboration with my classmates. And and it was it was a really exciting exciting um you know it was exciting kind of rebirth of myself professionally and so um but anyway I'm jumping I'm up ahead you were kind of into why why did I choose that program so did so you apply to other programs did I you know I don't think I did I don't know I didn't I I had kind of decided that if I didn't get into the program, I was just going to go to CCA and do their information or their interaction design undergrad. And and then I was going to, after a year, get an internship and see if I could turn that into a job. So that was that was my backup plan if I didn't get in. And I knew I could, you know, that was a program I could get into. But I just I just fell in love with the program. And I went and visited a couple times. Um, My my GRE scores weren't great, but. I was just super excited about it and I got to know people there. And so I think that made a real difference and and I got accepted. So when I got accepted, I was like, you know, I I was like, well, I'm really glad I got accepted because I was going to go there (laughs) whether I was accepted or not. That was kind of my attitude. So I was just like 100% once I decided that was the program and had some experience there. I was like, yeah, this
0: is this is what I want to do so, I mean, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's so nice when you find something that's such a good fit and you feel just fully committed to it. Was it what you, or maybe describe a little bit, what was it when you got there? Like, what was the program? What did you learn?
1: Well, uh, you know, the big thing as I think, no matter what you're doing in life, is nothing is ever the way you expect it to be. and And it's just like, it turned out totally different than I would have ever expected. It was awesome, but it was also really challenging in ways I didn't expect. Which, of course, is what grad school should be. And, um, but I just will tell you a story just to just give you a little context. Is they they said we want you know you need to come in knowing some Python and knowing some programming code. And I had never programmed anything. You know, I didn't even want to learn you know HTML and CSS. So I signed up for a class at, at the community college on you know intro to Python. I was like, okay, this is going to be great. I did it the semester before. I was starting at Berkeley, and I I go to the class, and I'm in there, and I'm trying to keep up, and I'm just kind of like, I have no idea what they're talking about, and I went to the professor after a couple weeks, and I told him my situation, and he's like, and I'm like, I'm just having a little hard time keeping up, and he's like, this isn't an intro to programming. This is an intro to Python. This class assumes you already know how to program, and I was like, Uh, oh, wow, okay, and, you know, there just weren't, I mean, the literally the year I started that all these like sites like Udemy and Coursera started where they really had amazing op- ways to learn programming online. But the other option was to watch, I think Yale or Harvard had some online courses where they would like literally have the entire lecture and then you could download the... Um, the worksheet. And I, I was like, did that. And I was like, I have no idea what this is. So, so I, I started the school and I started, um, you know, they had a, a Python boot camp, but I was just, it was just so over my head. And uh, so that was, you know, my real struggle is like, it was not a program designed for people who didn't already have a background in technology, but so that was that was definitely my struggle. And you know, you're supposed to do things that are really challenging in grad school. So it's like, okay, well, I did well there. I picked something that was super challenging and it certainly gave me a lot of respect. And I, you know, I learned the basics of coding and and it gave me a lot of respect for what that is. But in hindsight, I would not recommend somebody with my background to go into a program like that unless they really had some experience and knew that was going to be a good fit for their skills.
0: We'll be back after a quick word from our sponsor. UserZoom is a UX research platform that combines qualitative and quantitative tools with unparalleled customer support. It's basically like getting a full toolbox, plus a team of researchers to help you use them. They can help design, conduct, and synthesize your study. Or you can use the tools they provide to do it yourself. Learn more at userzoom.com. Well, maybe we could, you know, kind of talk about the things that you did like about the program and then the things that you didn't like. You know, and kind of yeah, yeah. what your twenty twenty perspective is of the yeah, whole experience. Yeah, well, it's a great
1: program, and they it, it's really best suited for people with some degree of technology and interest in technology and, and programming. Um, and that was most of my classmates, so it was a great fit for most of them, and and it was a great fit for me. I mean, I certainly have no regrets for going to that program. Um, but what was awesome was you know you got this incredible mix of students, um, a number of other designers, people with social science backgrounds. People who had, you know, really strong political interests in technology and freedom of information, as well as people with coding backgrounds. So it was just a super interesting mix of people who are passionate about technology. And a lot of our work, a lot of our um, coursework assignments were team projects. And so, you know, it was it was I was great fun to kind of be like, OK, I'm you know, I'm a designer. I can kind of do this piece and and working together to think about really big picture things and, and solve big problems. Problems. um, great faculty. Um, and it was a really small program. It was like 60 people. So it was a very intimate and supportive. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was what I really liked about it. And, and I just got, um, and I, I think kind of my favorite thing is, you know, I hadn't had a you know, I'd gone to art school. So like the learning how to really think critically and read academic writing and stuff that was super interesting for me. And it, it taught me how to be a much more critical and analytical thinker than I had been up to that point. And when I went to school, I was thinking I was going to end up an interaction designer, but my exposure to some of the, the research and uh, classes and usability stuff was like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to go into research. And I learned that you could, I had, I knew that research and Research was a piece of what designers did, uh, interaction designers did, but I didn't realize until I went to school that you could actually just be a researcher without having a PhD. So I learned that and I was like, oh yeah, this is, I'm just going to live in the research world. So of course, being at Berkeley and, and being able to, you know, kind of use the, what was the different things that were available on campus to learn about research and participate in it was super awesome. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I'm curious. Um. How you, you know, now that you're out of the program and you're working in the industry, I'm sure you've met people who have been to more HCI focused programs or like project focused programs like CMUs. Uh, And I'm curious how uh, you feel like your experience at Berkeley prepared you versus a program like that.
1: Yeah, I definitely have a lot of – I've known, uh, met a number of people who went to CMU, uh, Carnegie Mellon, and and I think it's a great program. And it, there seems like there's a lot of similarity to what um, – to the School of Information, the kind of coursework. But that seems like it's a stronger theme, and, and the School of Information is really sees itself as – you know, they're really it's about technology, information, and they've now. They've, since I left, they now have a data science master's program, so that's really where they want to play. So I think CMU is better for somebody who has an interest in the design piece of it. They, I think their their approach to teaching design is more holistic. I mean, that's a way to put it. Mm-hmm. But that said, a lot of my classmates were, you know. Ended up as designers. And, um, but I think, I think Berkeley just, you know, it's not a school. And this was really interesting. When I, before I went back to school, I kind of was really down on my design education because I felt like, you know, it's a design is just aesthetics and it's just the visual treatment. And then I went to school and I, and I was like, realized that it's so much deeper than that. And I think it gave me a lot of respect for my design education and how I think about information and think about process and, you know, the design thinking process, right? I mean, that's what a design education is. It's like design thinking. Um, So, so I think that some, that a school like Berkeley, you know, they, maybe sometimes put design in a little bit of like a craft thing, like discount the value when it's such a really important philosophy. And there are other programs in Berkeley and there's the Berkeley design lab and, and other places you can go, but the school of information, um, although a lot of people come out of there as designers, that's not really where they see what their strong suit is. Mm -hmm. So
0: do you, you know, looking back now, obviously, it's an expensive program. Um, Do you feel like what you got out of it was worth the investment that you made in the program, both in terms of time and also financially? Well, I really see the program was a good
1: value. So I mean, I think compared to a lot of other programs, I really see it as like, a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So but that said, I have very significant debt as a result. Um, But yeah, no, I mean, it was super hard. And and uh, wonder and awful at moments, but w- so wonderful at other moments. And I would not trade a minute of it at all. I mean, it's it's um, it definitely I think beyond just um, teaching me how to think more critically, it was also like really read I learned how to learn again in mm-hmm. a way that you know I kind of I think when you've been you know I saw myself I'm a designer I'm I'm a good designer I've been doing this for a long time I know what I'm doing and I and I a big piece for me was like letting go of my expert mindset and beginner mindset but also um, you know that my my classmates were such a great inspiration and so much fun to work with and to be just creative and and be a beginner again was a big thing for me um, a, a, an opportunity for me and um, so, I mean, anything is going to have its pros and cons. But I, I absolutely have no regrets. It was an amazing experience. But that said, there are a lot of programs that have started since that, since I went to grad school. Like so, um, these boot camps, you know, these UX boot camps. So. So that was really the right, I guess what I'm saying is that was the right opportunity for me. I wanted to get a master's. I wanted to, you know, be writing academic papers and getting exposure to this. But a lot of people don't necessarily want or need that. So I have a friend who has a similar background. She'd been an industrial designer for a long time. And and she went back to, she got one of the, went to one of those 10-week boot camps. And she ended up going into research. So that was a much better fit for her than
0: a two-year full-time master's program. Did that answer your question? Yes, it did. Okay. I would love to hear, you know, it was an investment, you made it, it was worthwhile. What do you feel like you learned that you couldn't have learned on your own in those two years in terms of the field that you're now working, right? So you're now working as a UX researcher. Uh, So yeah, what did you learn through the program that, you know, you wouldn't have learned on your own?
1: Well, I mean, one of the things is that I think when you are in a graduate program, people just want to hire you. You know, you have a pretty easy pass to get into the industry if you're in a grad program, especially one that's known and respected. So I think that was certainly, you know, I, I had an internship in and in a, um, that was a research and design internship. And then, you know, that parsed into a, a position. Um, I was a, became a researcher at a consultancy. So I think when people, when you're in grad school, they see like, oh, this is a person who's, who we can train. So you, you kind of get like, yeah, come on in. We'll, we'll get you up to-. we get that you've got some academic and you've got some philosophy, you know, some philosophical and we'll, we'll give you some of the practical stuff that you're missing. So that's, uh, that's a great thing. And, um, you know, again, I mean, I think the especially as a researcher, this kind of having a little bit of exposure to ethnography and and what it means to be a researcher in academia where this whole kind of culture comes out of was really important for me because it's um, and to, to be able to you know, some of the challenges that you get in academia, like, you know, you're constantly challenged. Is this, you know, what do you really mean by this? Like being held accountable to a really high standard in all the work and being challenged constantly is got me in a frame of mind that made me really able to step into a new field uh, when I finished school and and just like run with it and be like open, like I'm, you know, let's learn. let me Let me do this. So I think... So that's kind of another piece of it.
0: Yeah, that's a great answer. How do you, you know, you've gone through this program, you've learned all of this stuff. Now, uh, in your position, I'm curious how people view your education, like your master's program, compared to others. So like, you know, when you hear that someone has a degree from X, Y or Z, kind of like, what do you think of or like, what does it conjure up in your mind?
1: You know, I actually asked somebody, I was taking a, um, I was taking some classes at uh, extended ed classes in, in UX before I went to grad school, and one of my teachers, I asked him what he thought of of the school of information, and he's and he he said, you know, the my issue with the school is that they're really they're generalists, so they don't come in with a lot of deep expertise, and that's kind of what I was alluding to around the design, like they touch on design, but it's not really a design focused program. And at that time, I was like, that's perfect. I've been a specialist for a decade, and I'm ready for kind of to be a wide widespread and one of the things they say in the program is like if you come in and you end up doing exactly what you thought you were going to do when you come in then we haven't done our job that was one of the things that that really resonated with me so they want you to come in and play with a lot of different things and see what's a good fit but i think you're it's best suited for people who have that
0: you know exploratory mindset well
1: exploratory plus that technical either some technical background or a real passion for the technology and the coding because that's really where that program shines is if you can go in there and like, yes, I'm going to take the, you know, uh, forget it's like tactical or uh, user interface class where you make stuff that actually moves or or sounds. Like they have a lot of amazing programs, but you need to get your hands dirty with the coding. And mm-hmm. I was always a little bit afraid of that, and and really struggled with that. So I think you know that was kind of the big challenge for me. But if you're into that kind of stuff, which a lot of people are, I think it is a great place to go play, and then you can kind of see you know what comes next. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But I mean, certainly, and I think some people are a little bit afraid of that generalism. but, you know, all, everybody in my class got a job. It's, you know, there's there's lots of work out there and there's lots of opportunities for people to make their own path. So that was, I think that's, the, there's some really interesting paths that come out of that program because they're not super prescriptive about you're a designer, you're a front end engineer, or you're going to be, you know, this or that.
0: Yeah. Definitely. But I, I
1: think that's also pretty typical of any good grad program too. So, and it's a professional program. That's the other thing I should say. It is a professional program. They are feeding people out into the industry. Industry, you know, as opposed to kind of a
0: PhD program. Yeah. So, what are your friends from the program doing now? Like, is it a pretty even split or? Uh, Well, you know, I mean, I think uh,
1: some of the typical, a lot of designers, a lot of UX designers, Seth, definitely some other being becoming a researcher is not unusual. Um, pro- product managers, uh, you know, front end devs, um, all sorts of stuff, all sorts of stuff. I mean, and you know, th- there's definitely some people in the program who are really into the kind of privacy and 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 um, that kind of stuff. So, you know, if there are people who went into policy. So yeah, so it's it's all over all over the place. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. cool.
0: I mean, I think what's interesting about about the program, from what I've heard you say, is just how much of an opportunity it is to explore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, if you let's say you're sitting in front of a really close friend who is considering this program, or even just this field, what's the advice that you would give that person?
1: Well, I mean, I guess the first thing is is you know how committed are you to going back to to school and and you know because there are I mean there's just this whole slew of programs right now with all the the boot camps and um, Bentley has a master's program that now is in the Bay Area, and one of my colleagues just, you know, is finishing up that program. And it's more of a research focus; it's a human factors research focus. So if I had, a, and it depends on what they want to do. So what do you want to do, and how much time do you want to spend in school, and where do you want to end up? So those are kind of the three things. And what's what's kind of your, you know, what's where are you leading to? So I, I definitely have met people who are like, I just need to get a job. So I'm like, okay, go to a boot camp. You need to you need to get out in that workplace really quickly. But it's people who are like, you know, I really want to explore and i want to learn and i and i'm and i'm excited about where it's going to end up and i and i love to code then the school of information could be a really good or any any kind of like data visualization data science like that is an awesome program for that if they really know they want to be a designer i mean this is definitely what i've said to people so if you really think you want to be a designer go to design school <laughs> that is where you're really going to get a very Simples solid solution. grounding you know um so yeah CCA has a masters in design they have the masters in business strategy so so yeah so i mean it's really it's really about finding w- you know, figuring out what's a good fit for them. But I think going to visit the schools, talking to friends or people who have graduated from the programs, I mean, I think it should be really fun to kind of figure out where you want to go. And I also, like, I just think so. people are so afraid of student loan debt, and I get it. But, oh, my God, I have no regrets, you know, and I am heavy in debt. So I I just think, you know, I mean, life is, you know, it's such an adventure, and you never, I, I just... You know, going to graduate school was the biggest challenge of my life. And I'm so proud of what I did and where I ended up. And I had no idea where I was going to end up. And I have to say, my first job out of school, you know, when I was at the consultancy, I was making half of my salary that I'd been a designer. And I was like, ah, I just went to grad school, two year full time grad program. And I'm making less than I was when I was a designer. And I was like, you know what? Stick it out. I mean, you know, I because I did move from design into research and it did require starting over. And I mean, it was an awesome decision. And I'm so much more fun for me. And my design background is so relevant. But, you know, you just got to have faith and um, and just not worry too much about those details. So
0: and has it now had a happy ending? Yeah, well, hopefully you know, not an ending.
1: <laughs> well, right, it's not ended yet, but right. So I've been in Google for six months, and and so this is this is the one of the other things is that's funny is I was kind of looking really looking uh, for this job in health and and wellness, which is a real personal passion of mine. And, you know, I was interviewing, and I just wasn't finding things that were a good fit. And Google is now making design tools. And so they were looking, they'd been looking for a researcher for a while. So I heard about this job, and and they looked at my resume. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you are a perfect fit for this job. So this is definitely one of the other things I've learned is they're always going to want you for what you've done in the past. So like, I, and I think it's really something I did for a long time is I'm just kind of denying my, my background as a designer. And I've certainly talked to other people who are like, yeah, as a project manager for 10 years, I'd never want to do it again. I, I want to just erase it from my resume, but you have to embrace whatever you're bringing to the table because it's going to make, it's kind of your special sauce. And it's also people they want, they want whatever expertise you're bringing to the table. So, The team is amazing, it's super fun, I'm so thrilled to be there. And I had a friend who, you know, when she found out I was at Google, she's like, oh, I thought you were crazy for going to grad school. Um, Now I see what your whole plan was. And yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, there was no plan. I had no idea where I was going to end up. But, you know, I'm just not um, I'm I'm much more, you know, I need to have an interesting journey. That's kind of like my top thing. And I just trust that everything's going to work out. And uh, yeah, so I'm I'm super happy to be where I am.
0: Thanks for listening today. If you want to continue the conversation, join us in the Slack group for a Q&A with Sarah, Thursday, November 2nd. If you aren't already a member of the Slack group, you can request an invite under the community tab on our website, mix-methods.org. Follow us on Medium and Twitter to stay up to date with the latest UX research trends. Special thanks to Denny Fuller, our audio engineer and composer, and Laura Levitt, the design mastermind behind this project. See you next time.